Welcome to Bible and Stuff, a podcast about the Bible and stuff. I'm Glenn. And I'm Tanner. And we are continuing our series, Uniquely Wired, uh, Who God Has Made You to Be. And this week, we're going to be diving into community. We are, which is exciting. I feel like uh, this is probably the one that we're really bad at, like, waiting. I'm not good at, like... Planning out a whole schedule of things and then not jumping the gun week one, week two, week three. But right. like this is the one that I'm just really like. It's really hard not for me to teach on this one in every other Each one. Week, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited <laughs> to finally just dedicate some time to it and and get to talk about it in depth. And guys, as we have mentioned before, this episode, this series of uh, uniquely wired, is sponsored by Dwell. Uh, we're super super excited about that sponsorship. And we're going to take a little bit more time uh, at break to talk about what some of the features are that they offer in the app. So definitely listen in on that. Yep. Loved well. Uh, also, want to remind you that we recently launched a Patreon. We've done some tip jar stuff in the past. So we're very grateful for people who have uh, supported us in that way. But this, this is what we're doing moving forward. We think it's... Um, well, I don't know. We think it's cool. <laughs> we we like the stuff that we've put in there. We've we've got bonus episodes. Uh, we've got a discount on merch. And uh, if you if you hang around for a couple months, we'll send you a sticker, and then we'll just get some interaction in there. We get to actually maybe hear from you guys and not just uh, talk into your ear all the time. So we've set it up really simple. It's one tier, five bucks a month, and. Honestly, that's the best way you can support what we're doing, help us cover the cost of doing episodes like this, and help us keep making more stuff. So let's take a quick minute to recap what we talked about last week. Last week, we focused specifically within uh, strongholds and some of those things that kind of hold us back from finding our identity in Christ. Uh, And so, Tanner, you had given a, a handful of alliterations that I thought were really, really helpful uh, of some of those strongholds that hold us back. And, and that was words and wounds. Yep. Comparison and coveting and then perfectionism and posturing. Yeah. Those are the, the big ones that we covered. Yeah. Ultimately strongholds are ways of thinking about ourselves or about God that limit our growth. It's either a mindset or, or um, yeah, just a, a, a way of a functioning that's rooted in some lie about, who God is or who he's made us to be. And as you said, sometimes those are formed by things that have been done to us, things that people have continually told us about ourselves that isn't true, or we compare ourselves to others. We don't really like how that, how that comparison goes. So we either feel like uh, we just aren't quite as good as, you know, whoever else, or we sometimes use that to prop ourselves up and feel good just because we measure uh, up against someone else, but we don't realize we're not measured by the same stick. We are measured by if we live up to who God has made us to be, not if we're better than so-and-so. And then lastly, perfectionism and posturing. We just try to hold everything together and put forth the best picture that we can, not show anybody the cracks because, hey, we're fine. We're fine. Even if we're not fine, we're fine. fine. Um, <laughs> and so those are some of the ways that we start to form these strongholds. We start to form these ways of thinking that just aren't helpful and don't and keep you from being able to grow. Uh, and so, yeah, we, we talked about those. We talked about destroying those. 
I could go on and on, but we, we covered it all last week. But that's what leads us into now, this week, talking about community, okay? If we're going to work all these things out, we need a place to do it. And the best mm-hmm. place is uh, ultimately surrounded by other Christians who are going through the same thing, but also uh, have experienced the grace uh, of Jesus, which is what we all need as we kind of chip away at this stuff. And we we kind of started, like you said, that conversation last week as we were talking about breaking it down. Um, so this week, let's let's kind of just hop right into this um, with community in mind. What are ways that we can break down strongholds and continue to find our identity? Yeah. So I wanted to use a scripture for this, and I think obviously. Because, you know, when we talk about to be not just stuff, but also about the Bible. Uh, so I think one that does the best job is Hebrews 10, 19 through 25. But before we get to the community, it's going to have a couple things to say to us that I think are helpful to kind of recap where we've been so far and, and give us some key things that we need to make sure we don't lose as we move forward. So it says, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through that curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God. So he's given us some some truths. Because of these things, we're going to do some other things. Um, And the the first two that we're going to talk about real quick are, he says, Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. And then he's also going to tell us, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for who, for he who promised is faithful. Mm. So sometimes reading scripture out loud, I just, I can't follow it, so I'm going to re-explain those big pieces for you. The because that he's throwing out there is we're, we have access to God because of the blood of Jesus, right? We, we are now new and living because he has torn the curtain that separated him and us through his flesh. So because we have access, because we're clean, because he has torn the curtain and made it to where we can now interact with God, we need to draw near to him and then hold fast to him. And so mm. we'll take those one at a time I, and let's go with draw near, Glenn. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think that part of it is is almost self-explanatory. Draw, no. How do we draw near to God, right? Yeah. And I think the best answer is, immediate answer is the Bible, right? Yeah. We turn to our Bibles. We, we get to know and learn who God is uh, and re- respond because of it. And so, yeah, I, I think that is our first access point. Prayer. Going to go with prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Prayer is another big one. Uh, that's how we actually communicate our thoughts, our needs, our, our thankfulness, all of that to God. And then I think also the idea of what we're talking about today, community, right? Yeah. Um, we, we push into other people, specifically Christians, who are going through the same uh, walk that we are, um, who are drawing close to God themselves, and we're pulling each other in during that process. Yeah, I mean, it basically takes us back to uh, our <laughs> spiritual, spiritual disciplines, disciplines. Uh, <laughs> series that we did, because that's the whole point of that is 
How do I get more in line with the the ways in which God is pouring out his grace to us? Um, And something that I said there that I think is helpful to bring back up now is this verse that uh, you do not have because you do not ask. And Mm. I think a good way to understand that in general is that we have access to the grace of God already. The curtain has already been torn. We're already yeah. covered by the blood of Jesus. And the thing is, we need to access it. <laughs> like, we need to just get it. We need to reach up and and grab it more. And so what we think that looks like is, okay, it'll be a little more intentional about reading the Bible, be a little more intentional about praying, and be a little more intentional about being in community with other believers. That's not to say that doing those three things earns us the favor of God, but that those are ways in which God is actively pouring out His grace on us. It's not the only ways He'll do it, but it's the proven ways that He comes back to over and over again. And so that's a way that we can draw near to God is, let me hear what He has to say in His Word. Let me have a conversation with Him about it in prayer, and let me see what He's doing in and among, in and among His people. Yeah, I love it. Now let's take a little time to talk about let us hold fast, right? Yeah. Um, hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. So how, how do we go about doing that? Yeah. So Hebrews is a really interesting book of the Bible. So we've, it's been a long time, but we've actually had a podcast where we talked about, can you lose your salvation? Spoiler alert. Our conclusion is no, you can't. Because once God has you, he's not going to lose you. Jesus essentially says that much in the New Testament. But Hebrews has a couple of very uh, pointed, and some might even say scary, <laughs> passages that are, the, that are referred to as the Hebrew warning passages. And they're mm-hmm. warning about falling away. So we're like, okay, hold on. How can we, we hold those two things together? And we discussed that some in, in more depth in that episode. But also, uh, it's through these warnings that God encourages us and press and gets us to press on and persevere, right? It's through saying you need to take great care not to fall away. The world is constantly pulling at you. The, the strongholds that we're in really don't want to let go. (laughs) Those ways of thinking that we uh, need to break and, and, and trade those lies back in for the truth um, they, they are very pervasive and they don't like to just give up. And so that's why we need this encouragement, not just to draw near to Jesus, but to hold fast. So get in there, but then don't let go. Yeah. Uh, because God is faithful to hold on to us. And so we need to root out of us all the ways in which we want to push away mm. all the ways in which it's like, Oh God, like, but I really want to hold on to this thing. Uh, and, and so that's the, that's the exact things we have to, to let go of. We have to fight for, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm experiencing that right now. It's like at the end of the day, there's just some things I wish God would give me that he's not given me. And yeah. uh, I think he wants me to let go of that. And I'm, I'm just, I don't want to, <laughs> I really want to hold on to it if I can. Uh, and so, I can look at this and say, quit holding fast to those things and hold fast to God because that's ultimately what I need the most. And that is my reward is 
Jesus in all his in his beauty and splendor. Yeah. Well, man, I, I also think about how um, there are things in our lives that are just bad. We don't like it. Um, and I think we tend to get caught up in those things. Uh, strongholds could could be an example of that. Yeah. And I think we'd sometimes just get so bogged down uh, because of that, that we, we put all of our focus and efforts there rather than in Christ. Um, and so we've been talking at community group recently about uh, just this idea that, you know, there is a new heaven and a new earth coming together uh, that is going to wipe away all pain, all tears, all these things. And I, th- I think we just read that sometimes and don't take it at its word. We, we take it for granted. Yeah. And so I, just a quick little thing that I, has been kind of funny. Lincoln Daily, and I love this, is just constantly asking questions about God. Mm. Is God bigger than this house? Can God, how much food can God eat? Like what he just random questions, but he's constantly thinking about it. But one of the things that comes up more often than not is he'll say, he'll start it by saying, when, when we move to the new earth, uh, is this going to happen? And for the longest time I kept wondering, like, I I didn't know what he was saying. I was like, what do you mean new earth? And so finally I kind of dug into it one day and he's like, well, you know, God's bringing the new earth. And I was like, Oh, that's what you're talking about. <laughs> and so I just you're like, are you talking about Mars? Have you been listening to Elon Musk? <laughs> well, that's, what, that's what I kept thinking. Right? <laughs> and so, um, I don't know. It was just really encouraging to me to hear him bring that up consistently and having that childlike faith. And it's, it's just a reminder to me, uh, daily that, God has made promises to us that are not just written words to be ignored, but they're truth. Um, And I just thought that was really cool. Yeah. I think, I think that's the, you know, we can hold fast in that verse. that says, because we have hope. Why do we have hope? Because we know Jesus is coming because we know this isn't the, the final earth, right? We know he's going to come. He's going to wipe away every tear and he's going to ultimately make all things new. Uh, including us. Uh, we're being made do. We're being renewed daily, uh, as Romans would say, but also there's going to be a finality to it at some point. And all this won't be mucked up and marred by sin anymore. Um, but the thing I will say before we move on to the next section is if the stuff that we've, we read earlier in Draw Near it says with a true heart in full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our body washed with pure water. If that's true, if we're sprinkled clean, if we're washed with uh, pure water, and if we have a true heart in our full assurance of faith, we have nothing to lose. We also mm. have nothing to gain, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, which is really freeing. We have no reason to be anyone but ourselves. We have no reason to try to present anything to God that is not true uh, or that is a facade, and we have no reason to present anything to others, to our community, to people that we love and trust, that is not true. We, we have no reason to hide. We have no reason to cover up with fig leaves because we have nothing to lose. 
And we don't really have anything to gain that isn't already ours. Hmm. I, I think maybe if you hear that wrongly, it could be discouraging. I have nothing to gain. But what it means is we already have the fullness of Christ. There's nothing we're going to get that's better than that. So we don't need to, to really even try. We just need to be true to who God's made us to be and be faithful to him to, to love and obey. So we draw near and we hold fast. As we mentioned earlier, one of those ways that we can draw closer to God is through the Bible. And man, our sponsor is the perfect example (laughs) of how we can do this. Dwell is an app that is used primarily for listening through the Bible. Uh, Not only can you listen, there is a read-along feature. And just recently, the adoption of this read feature where you can just read through. Uh, Personally, I have really enjoyed being able to listen to my Bible read to me through playlists or, or specific scripture with accompaniment of music behind it. Yeah, I love the background music. It helps me focus on the words. It helps me kind of like tune out all the other noise that's happening around me. And it's just this nice little bed on which, you know, these these different interesting voices that, that Dwell has in, in all these different versions can set. And I can just kind of listen. I'm curious, what what's your go-to backing music? Yeah, I... I have it set straight to piano and cello uh, for my background music. All right. Yeah. I I don't know if it's my orchestra background. I just, I love the sound of a cello uh, and the accompaniment of the piano behind it. It's hard to be. I'm an ambient man. I don't know if this is like, uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's uh, listening to Explosions in the Sky. Is that what that band Mm, was called? (laughs) Or maybe it's just, I'm so used to like, uh, pastors at like church camp having that guy playing behind them <laughs> like this is a nice <laughs> ambient guitar swells that's what really uh gets me excited but they have other options too you can do just piano if for some reason you don't like the cello as much as you should uh but you can also <laughs> do guitar hymns you can even do none if you really just want to hear the voice by itself i think that loses some of the luster but sometimes Maybe that's what you need. Maybe that's what you want. Also, uh, one of the things I love that they let you do is you can set up reflection time in between chapters of the Bible. So if you're reading a couple chapters at once or listening to them, rather, you can set up maybe 10 seconds, 15 seconds, 30 seconds in between to just go, okay, what did I hear? What did I learn? What do I need to hang on to? A little trick I'll also do is you can mix the music and the voice uh, separately. So sometime if I need extra long reflection time, I'm just going to let it keep playing v- uh, verses and I'll go in there and I can just turn the voice all the way down, which mm. I don't recommend you do all the time. But occasionally right. <laughs> it's nice to just get that background music and go, okay, I'm going to pray for a little bit now. I'm going to think for a little bit now. I'm going to clear my head and, and kind of focus on what I'm taking away from from this time that I'm spending with the Word. That's really good. Guys, uh, because Dwell is sponsoring us, we have 
uh, a special little setup for Bible and stuff where you can actually get started with Dwell uh, by going to dwellapp.io slash Bible and stuff. And if you do that, you have access to 10% off a yearly subscription or 30% off Dwell for life. Uh, And 30% off means you save $60. So definitely go check out dwellapp.io slash Bible and stuff and commit to scripture for the rest of this year or for life. For life, baby. So we we kind of started that scripture in Hebrews that you were talking about. Uh, Hebrews ten nineteen through twenty five is is what we want to cover. Uh, but there, it seemed like there was some missing at the end there. <laughs> uh, you want to kind of finish out the rest of that uh, that verse for us? Yeah. So he he gives three. Let us uh, draw near. Let us hold fast. But there's one I didn't read yet, uh, and it's going to be the bulk of what we want to talk about today, which is uh, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. He continues mm-hmm. to say, not neglecting to meet together. I think this is the the part you've probably heard before when your pastor's like, "Hey, you should come to church," uh, and he's he's not wrong. Um, but because he says, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So a couple things, uh, don't neglect to meet together. Why? Because you have to be around one another in order to do the thing he says you should be doing, which yeah. is stirring one another up to love and good works. Yeah, uh, you were talking about your pastor saying like this is the way to get to church, uh, <laughs> which is true, right? We we need that time in church together, um, in community and fellowship. But also, I I think church almost has restraints to that community aspect to it a, a bit. I mean, there's always after church you get the chance to meet in the lobby and and discuss, and even during service you're corporately worshiping together. Um, but we don't always get to dive deep together uh, in in church itself. And so community group, I think, is another place that we really get to see this played out as well. Yeah, which I think I think community groups pretty common. Some church called home groups. Uh, what's the other one? Discipleship communities, Life missional groups. communities, all these things. Um, maybe your church doesn't quite do that. Maybe they just do Sunday school. Maybe they do Bible study. But what we're talking about is these smaller groups in which you can uh, be a little bit more open about maybe specifically what's going on with you. I, I don't get me wrong. I love the beauty of uh, quote unquote big church uh, where we're singing together. We're hearing the word together. That That is us stirring one another up to love and good works through the hearing of the word, through the singing of the word, the praying of the word. Um, but it's also good to be known by other mm. people. And that generally happens in smaller settings. Uh, so a couple things here. One, we're, we're called to uh, encourage one another to, to love and good works. That, in, that involves being known and that involves knowing other people. I don't really know how to encourage you or stir you up to good works if I don't really know anything about you, if I don't know what your personality is yeah. like, what your gifting's like. I don't really know what to call out. And, and I don't, haven't really been around you to figure out like, okay, maybe, maybe this is something um, I, I could, could help Glenn realize is something he could grow out of or he could grow into. 
Uh, and then maybe this is something that is actually really good about Glenn, beautiful about Glenn that no, not a lot of people have that he needs to cultivate and, and bring out more. And that involves, that involves being real, being honest, being open and allowing other people to know you. It involves some, some risk, honestly, some vulnerability. I always want to expand upon what you're saying, but you're everything that you said, I just, it's, I'm in agreement with, um, the close the close knit communities that would make this an awkward the, podcast if you yeah. were like, well, Tanner, <laughs> actually, Tanner, yeah, uh, but no, yeah, the closer into community you are, the the more that you can have people do what you're saying, um, kind of sharpen you, um, and, mm-hmm. and and help give you truth uh, into your identity with what we're talking about here. Well, I like that you said the word sharpen, because I think that's a key piece, too, is uh, Proverbs says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. (laughs) I think that gives you a pretty good picture of what sometimes it looks like to sharpen one another, which is that it's a little violent, (laughs) and there's (laughs) sparks involved, there's some friction. Uh, And so I think that's a key piece to this, too, is yes, you're you're probably going to have deeper friendships and deeper community with people that that you enjoy and that you like and that you have some in, something in common with, but you're, you are also supposed to be around people that maybe you don't like. Like, I think that's also the beauty of the church is that someone who doesn't necessarily gr- agree with you is yeah. still around you and you still worship yeah. the same God. And you're still realizing like, Hey, we have some differences that, that sometimes get a little awkward, maybe even a little heated. Uh, but we're both accepted and loved by by God equally, and therefore, we we make it work, right? We yeah. we we stick together. We don't divide over things that aren't necessary to divide over. Uh, and so, dare I say, you encourage and stir up even the people that maybe you just don't quite get along with all the time. And here's the thing: my pastor said this a couple of weeks ago. I thought it was helpful. It's like, listen, there are people that don't like you too. <laughs> <laughs> like we we do that even though we know there's some people here maybe we don't like because we also know there's people here that don't like us and you know what they're maybe they're not wrong like maybe Tanner, just, don't tell me that now fear of man <laughs> just tears me apart and now i'm realizing yeah. there are people that i i need to suck up to they're there <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> they're there uh yeah they're not wrong uh, I, I have a friend that um used to say something along the lines of, eh, there's stuff that's true about you that's worse. Like there's things that they don't know or that they don't say that are worse and true. Yeah. Uh, which I, I think he meant to be encouraging. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder, uh, but I can think, of, I can think about that. Cause I think we can get real tied up or frustrated about that person thinks that about me. Uh, and it's not true or I don't feel like that's quite accurate. And it's like, you know what, there's, there's worse stuff about me that actually is true. And so maybe I don't yeah. need to be as, as worried about that or frustrated about that as I, I think I do. Yeah. I'm not saying don't confront it or deal with it or blah, 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 yeah. caveat, 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 but, uh, maybe don't let it be the end all be all. Yeah. Well, and I, we're skirting around this, but pretty much saying it as well in, context with last week regarding strongholds this is the perfect place for you to one recognize what some of those are uh if if you haven't already on your own but also 
you have people beside you to help walk you through it um, who have maybe experienced those same things or are going through it as well. Um, it's, it's a good place for all of this edification to take place. Yeah. So I, uh, you're exactly right. It's the place where we talked about this last week. Sometimes, you know, the question is like, I don't know what I'm good at. I don't know whoever you keep talking about who you really are. I have no clue. No idea. Like I don't, I'm okay at some things. That's all I got. But I think in community, when you're doing stuff together, when you're working things out together, when you're being honest with each other, this is the place where people can start to see like, you know what, Glenn, Glenn really is, is pretty gifted at this thing. I'm not sure if he knows it, but it seems like every time, uh, you know, someone is struggling, Glenn's actually a, a good encourager. He's kind of the first one to step in and encourage somebody or whatever that might be. Maybe, maybe, uh, Glenn's actually, actually pretty generous. Every time somebody says, uh, you know, Hey, we're struggling with this, or maybe it's a money thing or just a, a time thing or a food. He, he tends to be the first one to kind of lend his hand and say like, Hey, however I can help, uh, let me help. Like that that's where people can start to see those things in you that maybe are the way in which God has uniquely wired you um, to love and serve him and others and say that, Hey, that thing, that thing that you keep doing, like that's, that's worth investigating. That's worth cultivating. That's worth uh, trying to pull out more and more. Um, And then like you said, there's also also the things it's like, uh, this is, you know, maybe this is a thing you need to, spend some time on figure out, you know, what, what's not quite sinking up there. I've had a lot of, uh, good friends. I say a lot. I've had a couple of good friends, um, over the years who have been courageous enough to pull me aside and be like, Hey, uh, I'm not sure you're doing the right thing here. Uh, sometimes it's like, Hey, it, I, I think maybe the way you, you talked to your wife that time was not particularly, uh, helpful. Maybe wasn't particularly godly, and I'm like, oh yeah, I think you're right, uh, and I should repent about that, and I should uh, maybe apologize for that time that happened, but also figure out what deeper is going on there. The same thing about like you know, I think maybe you were a little short with uh, short with your patience with your kids. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, why? What's causing me to be short? Why am I being impatient? Uh, they're just kids, yeah. <laughs> so maybe it's something actually that's going on in me. And has very little to do with them. Uh, and yeah. so it's helpful to have other people to pull those out. And it does take, as I said, that level of courage to yeah. to press in. And, and try, not you're not trying to be rude or tear somebody down. But you're trying to, trying to stir them up to, to good works. You're trying to stir them up to better things than maybe, you know, the places where they're, they're struggling with right now. Yeah. I, I think something that was always helpful, this was not something I learned at church, but when I worked at Apple... Uh, a phrase that we we always used to use with customers was always assume positive intent. And Mm -hmm. I think that can absolutely play into this scenario that we're talking about here. When people are speaking things to you that you don't feel great about, uh, assume positive intent behind what they're doing. They're not just Mm -hmm. being negative to be negative. Uh, They are likely trying to help you uh, in your walk. So... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, This, I don't know where this is originally from, but something we always used to say as well is, uh, fill gaps. So knowledge gaps with, uh, trust instead of suspicion. Mm -hmm. So that person did that thing, uh, that kind of frustrated me and I'm not sure why they did it. 
So you could fill that gap of knowledge with suspicion of maybe they're trying to do this. Maybe they don't like me. Maybe they blah, 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 blah like spiral real fast. Uh, do it all the time. Trust me. Uh, or you could fill it with trust. Uh, uh, they, they probably didn't intend that that way. Uh, or maybe they they were trying to hit this and they just fell a little short or whatever. Just fill it with trust and say, I, I imagine, like you said, they had positive intent. And that's not to say you don't tell them about it. But you don't have to go in there, uh, guns a blazing, being like, "Hey, you yeah. did this because of this." I'm pretty sure you're trying this, and they're just like, "I, whoa, I know that wasn't what I was going at all." Maybe they were, maybe, uh, yeah. and it's a place where you can call them out and correct them and and work through that together. Uh, but more than likely, they were just like, "Oh, I didn't intend that at all, and I'm sorry, and let's figure it out together." Yeah, and I think that kind of leads into this this next section that we wanted to talk about with, with this idea that we're coming from that when we're in community, we're not against each other. We're working together. Um, there it's, it's called community group <laughs> for a reason, right? Yeah. Um, we're on, we're on the same mission. Uh, and so now I, I know this is getting more into gifts, um, specifically, but you had a verse from first Corinthians that you were going to, share here sure it it is and it isn't it talks about gifts but i think you'll see how it kind of ties to the bigger picture here it's first corinthians 12 4 through 7 and it says now there are a variety of gifts but the same spirit there are varieties of service but the same lord there are varieties of activities but it's the same god who empowers them all in everyone to each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good so i want to bring mm. this up for two reasons one I think this is addressing some of the comparison, coveting frustrations we talked about in the previous episode. There's a variety of gifts. I'm not necessarily gifting the way you are and vice versa, uh, but it all comes from the same spirit. So it's, it's kind of saying, hey, we're on the same team, right? We don't yeah. need to uh, try to measure up to one another because ultimately we're all worshiping the same God. We're all on the same mission. We're all working for the same goal and so it combats that it combats some of the the posturing and the uh frustration and the like quibbles uh is that, is that a word squabbles, squabbles maybe a word yeah, yeah. yeah squabbles that we have um in the church but then also it reminds us more importantly that all those things work together Right. So back to the guy that you don't like, <laughs> uh, you need him. You need him. Yeah. Maybe you don't need him to be your best friend, but you need him. You, uh, the, the, later in the same Corinthians chapter, it, that's the place where it says, hey, we're, we're all different members of the body, but we're one body. Right. There's a nose, there's a hand, there's a foot. And it's not uh, going to function properly if we, cut off any of these like uh, i love the illustration that i've heard before which is like if you cut off a pinky it may seem pretty small and pretty useless but your body dang sure feels it and you're going to realize functioning then on that it's not not quite as good as it should be i can't really do all the things i used to be able to do at least not as well as i used to be able to do them because i'm working down a limb and that's uh, Honestly, I think a lot of our churches, a lot of the dysfunction comes from 
not having all the body parts because we've yeah. we've had some splits or some fissures or maybe sometimes churches take a stand on we don't need noses or <laughs> we don't need uh, 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 eyes or ears or whatever and I don't know that any of those are are helpful positions because the body needs all the pieces yeah yeah that's really good I I think that is a, a helpful mindset. <sighs> For people looking for a new church, something to keep in mind. For yeah. people part of a church who are feeling those stresses, it's also mm-hmm. really good to keep in mind because, uh, like you're saying, it, it. I think we all we all have this idea of what we want. Uh, we have our own perfect church in mind. Yeah, and you're never gonna find it. And that's yeah. a good thing because well, if you, if you, the the joke is if you did you'd mess it up. Yep. Like if you found the perfect <laughs> one, you would screw it up. Um, yeah. It is good. It's hard to believe. Don't get me wrong. Like I feel you. It's tough. Like every year, I probably have a crisis of like, should we still be here? Is this the right place? It doesn't matter where we're at. Like we've been at a number <laughs> of different churches because we've lived in in different places over the years, uh, and every single one of them, though vastly different, I have that crisis of like, oh, well, is this right? Because there there are tough things that you have to work through. It's not all like sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. Uh, but it, it is good. It's though that's the way. Uh, in which God grows us. Um, so yeah, that you, be the part of the body that you are supposed to be um, and acknowledge and encourage those other parts of the bodies when they do the things that they should be doing. When that when that nose is in there going, something stinks, something doesn't quiet, something smells a little off, uh, it may be like, hey, you're just being a downer. Like you're not being very helpful. You're being front, and he's mm. just going. I just, I, th- I don't know, man. But it just doesn't. It's not it doesn't quite feel right to me. And you try to get to the bottom of it. Uh, you try to yeah. encourage the nose to be what the nose is doing. And maybe the nose works on being uh, as encouraging as possible when they call those things out. Um, but also, you know, there's uh, the mouth. That's going to have to say a lot of things. I'm going to have to speak up and maybe, maybe you want to make them the enemy because they're the one that actually said it. Uh, but that's, that's what they do. That's their, their job. And so there's sinful ways, right? That all these parts can function. Yes. Yes. Caveat, caveat. Uh, but ultimately we all have an individual gift and we all have individual role. Uh, but, and we, we need all those things. We don't want to get rid of any of them. We don't want to shove any of them down or out uh, we want to try to, to the best of our ability, work through it all together and, and end up better on the other side of it. Man, really good. I I love talking about community in general uh, and, and now tying it into this idea of, of how we can find our identity is really helpful. So I do want to encourage you, if you're listening, if you are not involved in a church or if you're involved in a church, but you're not involved in in the community and some kind of small yeah. group if of believers. Known, yeah. Yeah. If you're not known, we want to encourage you to do that. Right. Uh, it's, it's good for the church and it's good for you. Uh, it's, it's going to help build you up and you're going to be able to discover who you are in the process. Um, so please, please do that. Uh, but yeah, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. 
Uh, we're excited to continue this series, Uniquely Wired, Who God Made You to Be, uh, in the following weeks. Peace. The Bible and Stuff podcast is a production of Bible and Stuff. We do more than just podcasts, so if you want to know more about something we've covered on the show, just visit our website at bibleandstuff.com. Our show is hosted by Tanner Britt and Glenn Brand, and our theme music is by The Sing Team. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.